Welcome to episode 4 of Midpen Sports Weekly. I'm Luke Brown, the voice of the Camp Hill Lions. Today on the podcast, we discuss high school shot clocks in high school basketball, and we bring on Jeff Nuji from Mechanicsburg High School. Jeff is a shortstop at Mechanicsburg. As a sophomore, he's the Wildcats' top player. In fact, he's committed to play at Duke University before he even started his freshman season. Jeff is a potential MLB prospect, and it's a blast to have him on the podcast. Before we get into our interview, as well as some other high school sports news, I want to talk about shot clocks in high school basketball. They wouldn't be ready until the 2024-25 season, but there was a meeting this week with the PAIAA and uh, a committee of of the 12 PAIAA districts uh, on the shot clock, and here's what happened in that meeting. The PAIAA had the meeting on Wednesday, Uh, consisted of representatives from each of the 12 PAWA districts, all part of a committee. The committee made recommendations to the PAWA and Board of Directors. The PAWA took a vote on whether to approve those recommendations. Uh, We don't know exactly what the recommendations were, but they said, uh, we know that they said if if it were to be implemented, then it would need to be a 35-second shot clock and it wouldn't come into effect until 2024-25. I put a poll up on my on Midpen Weekly on Instagram. If you haven't followed then make sure to follow right now. And among the yeses were Steel High forward Alex Irby, Middletown guard Ryan Thier, Boiling Springs guard Nate Harpst, Middletown guard Tyson Leach, Mechanicsburg guard Josh Smith, and Camp Hill forward Ellie Goodwin. Uh, My take is that I'm in favor of the shot clock. I could probably mention a couple times where I thought to myself, this season uh, we could really use a shot clock, and now here we are looking at a potential shot clock in the future. But there's a couple things in the way. First, uh, like venues, like getting the physical board of a shot clock. Uh, there's a couple places that I know already have shot clocks. They just don't use them. The Giant Center being one of those places for the District 3 championships, which are all the Mid-Pen teams are in District 3. So um, all the Mid-Pen championships for districts would already have a shot clock at the Giant Center as well as the state championships, which are held there as well. Um... I'm almost positive that Milton Hershey has a shot clock. Lower Dolphin, I know, has a shot clock. And it would be really easy for those places. They would just need somebody to, to keep tabs on the shot clock um, on the board. But in places like Trinity, East Penn, Camp Hill, um, I mean, even even some of the bigger schools, I don't, I'm not sure if Cumberland Valley has one or not. Uh, Mechanicsburg does not. Um, so even those big 5A, 6A, 4A schools, they still don't have those shot clocks because when the gyms were built, when the process of getting basketball programs were were in coming into effect, shot clock wasn't even a, a, a thought. Um, so in those types of places... Um, the ref will have to keep tabs on it, which I feel like is 
kind of a recipe for disaster with parents and players. Because um, when, when there's a game happening and the, it's just regular old basketball, high school basketball, and... And the ref just t- calls to play dead, and it's over because of the shot clock. And they didn't—they didn't know that the shot clock was was down. That's going to cause issues. I mean, regardless of whether it's the right call or not for the ref, it's going to be disastrous with parents and things like that. So, um, I definitely think that there's there's a lot of work to be done by the PAWA and the committee and everything else, but uh, I do think it's a good idea. I think that that there's a lot of instances where I could say, like, wow, we could, we could use a shot clock to kind of speed this thing up, avoid some late nonsense fouls, um, so I do think it's a, it's a solid idea. The other piece of uh, high school sports news from the week are stadium renovations underway at Chapman Field at Cumberland Valley. As you mentioned, as I mentioned in the shot clock segment, um, the Giant Center has been the host of the basketball state championships and wrestling state championships forever, as well as Hershey Park Stadium, just uh, less than a mile away from the Giant Center, um, walkable distance between the two. Uh, the football and soccer state championships have always been held there, and they will not be there anymore. Chapman Field is now the host of state championships, which uh, kudos to whoever responsible. Um, there's a lot. There's probably a lot of people involved in that, but we move from one location in the Mid Pen to another. Hershey um, hosts. Milton Hershey School and Hershey High School, which are two mid-pen teams, and now it's being moved on campus to Cumberland Valley, which has been a mid-pen team forever. Um, same with the other two. They've always been in the mid-pen. Um, it'll be four years. The four, It's a four-year deal, and this is kind of old news. This uh, news was broke before... was broken before the podcast, before I started the podcast. So this is a chance for me to talk about it a little bit. Uh, the move was contra- controversial among some since they're moving from Hershey Park Stadium, a big stadium right in the middle of historic Hershey, Pennsylvania. Um, and I liked the games being played there, especially since the wrestling and basketball are played at the Giant Center. Um, I also liked how neutral it was. I mean, Hershey High does play some games there, but it's not on campus of a school, whereas it's going to be here. Uh, Cumberland Valley not only has the opportunity to play a home game in the state championship, but their AD, their athletic director, would be the game manager because he's the host AD. So that takes the neutral aspect away from the state championships. Uh, I also feel like there's so many good options here. Like, uh, we are lucky to have a state um, where our biggest school athletically and probably overall is a state-run and funded school, which helps us out a little bit. 
Um, so I think that the PIAA state championships should be played at Beaver Stadium because Penn State is a state-funded school and it's it's a huge stadium, which is cool for the players. It's at a college campus, which is like a respectable college campus. Like, um, I feel like if they played it at Beaver Stadium, it would be sort of similar to what Texas does. I know they play their state championships in AT&T Stadium in Arlington, uh, where the Cowboys play, which is which is cool for the players uh, to be able to play in that stadium, even if it's just for a high school game. Um, I've heard I've heard Lincoln Financial Field, home of the Eagles, and Heinz Field, home of the Steelers, being thrown out just as well. But I think that there is something to be said about central location because I mean. I would say it's usually a guarantee that you're going to have a school from the Philly area playing in one of the football or soccer state championships. So if you're playing in Pittsburgh, that's like a five-hour drive. Vice versa, if you have hit at Lincoln Financial Field, Pittsburgh is also liable to have a team or two over there, at least in that area. I mean, even if it's all the way up in Erie, that's honestly even worse. Um, so central location is a big is a big thing, which is why I think uh, see like CV and Hershey are, in terms of traveling from Philly or Pittsburgh, are pretty much the same thing. So um, there's something to be said about that too. Um, overall. I think that there's a lot of factors at play, but Cumberland Valley was. I don't want. I don't want to judge the decision making because I don't know everything involved. But um, I would have loved to see it be played in Hershey still. All right, now we welcome on a very special guest, Jeff Luigi. As I mentioned in the intro, a shortstop at Mechanicsburg High School, looking to win the Keystone Division, and they're off to a wonderful start at four and zero. Uh, Jeff is committed to play at Duke University. He committed before his freshman year even started, and he's certainly a potential MLB draft pick. Uh, So thank you very much to Jeff Luigi for coming on the podcast, and enjoy the interview. All right, now we welcome on Jeff Luigi to the podcast, a uh, baseball player at Mechanicsburg High School, and he's committed already just as a sophomore as I am to Duke University to play at the next level, so we're very happy to have you, Jeff. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Alright, uh, my first question for you is, where do you see your team by the end of the year, and what steps are you taking to ensure that you go win, win a championship? Yeah, man, I just think being competitive in every game this year will definitely put us in a position to help qualify for districts, compete for a divi- um, Keystone Division Championship. We have a great group of guys that generally support each other, and I just think we need to stay focused every day and continue to work hard. Our coach, Coach McAllister, has done a great job of pushing us, and we've just been putting it together right now. Yeah, and, and you mentioned um, going to Keystone, a Keystone championship in the, in the mid-pen, and um, you, you were not the preseason MVP for the mid-pen Keystone, and I... Do you pay attention to that stuff like that at all, like Penn Live and and preseason MVP type stuff? No, I really try not to worry about that. It's great 
that there's a ton of awesome players in the mid pen and in our Keystone division. I do appreciate though that Pen Live and all the other um, sources have been covering our games. It's fun to look at how other teams are doing and how my friends are competing, just as we are. Yeah, for for sure. And uh, and to switch gears a little bit, I mentioned that you are committed to Duke University. What went into the decision to commit to Duke? Well, so I knew I wanted to play in the ACC or SEC. Um, I was very lucky to have the chance to talk to over a dozen schools in those conferences the summer before my freshman year. And during that summer, I visited a ton of campuses, and Duke has just always been one of the top on my list. So its academics are amazing, and its coaching staff was just really nice to me and helped me through developing um, and showing what their program is all about. And obviously, they're a very competitive baseball team, so it was just really everything that I could have wanted. Yeah, and you made the decision at such a young age. I might be wrong here, but did did you commit before you started your freshman season? Yeah, I never stepped foot on a high school baseball field before um, making my decision. And really being invited to play in the Perfect Game 14 East Select Fest during that freshman summer um, really opened a lot of doors for me. Um, I had many schools reach out to me, such as Miami, Mississippi State, Clemson, North Carolina, along with many others. And Duke wasn't my first scholarship offer, but I knew when they did offer me that it, that was just the place I wanted to go and commit to, even though it was such an early age. Yeah, and uh, you, you probably already answered this question, but uh, in the college commitment process, did you value travel ball more than like high school or teeter ball? Yeah, I mean, um, committing before high school, travel ball did open up all the doors that I needed to to commit to college. But really, um, I was given a lot of advice through other mid-pen players such as Benny Montgomery and Luke Wagner, who I played for the same travel organization that they did that was based out of Atlanta, Georgia. So um, that put me in front of a lot of schools while I was down there playing against other travel teams but at the same time Duke and I know agents and pro scouts have also been very big on my development in high school ball so there's still value to that um, even after I committed and it's just continuing to compete for Mechanicsburg that means a lot to me. Yeah, for sure, and and you don't just compete on the on the baseball field. You're also a star on the football field. Is it fair to say that you like baseball more than football? Yeah, I mean, baseball is my favorite sport. I did enjoy playing football a lot last year, and I'm very much looking forward to next year's season. I mean, Coach Rose, um, our football coach, runs a really good program, and it's just a lot of fun playing with um, other people that I don't usually play with on the baseball field. So competing like that, and you will never get the same feeling on a Friday night as um, the lights and everything, all the fans um, during football season, and just competing is what I want to do. So I um, used to play basketball, wrestling, soccer, and so that's just me. What made, What about baseball made, made you choose baseball over basketball, football, wrestling, and everything you've done before? 
baseball, I just started at such a young age, and I've always just loved it more than any other sport. Um, it's great. You get to play as a team, but there's also that element of you're one-on-one with the pitcher, and you're competing against him. So I think that just it makes a perfect game whenever you're still as a team, but you also have the individual element with it. Yeah, and uh, last question for you, just kind of a fun question. What, what do you what do you like better, being one on one against the pitcher at the plate, or do you like being in the field? I would say one on one at the plate is just where where I stand, and um, I've always loved hitting, and that's just what makes baseball really fun for me is being able to hit. So that's that's where I would go with that. All right, thank you so much, Jeff, for being on the program, and uh, we were happy to have you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you again. All right, I hope everybody enjoyed the interview with Jeff Luigi. Uh, I, I certainly enjoyed the phone conversation I had with him. He provided some great insight into Mechanicsburg's baseball season. Make sure that you follow on um, Twitter and Instagram at Weekly for the link every week. Um and different Midpen Sports Weekly content. So uh, thank you very much for listening to Episode 4, and stay tuned next Monday for Episode 5 for another special guest and special episode.